0: A dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Alan Mead Experience. Uh, I'm your host, Alan Mead, dentist, podcaster, and friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, I would like to introduce my co-host for today, someone I've been looking to get on this show for quite some time. He's been on some other podcasts that I've done, and he's a good friend, Dr. Artie Volker. Artie, how you doing? Alan, I'm doing great.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Coming straight out of Queens, is what I understand? It's how we represent, yes, sir.
0: That's right. That's right. We were just talking about Spider-Man and how he, basically, Artie could be Peter Parker from the sounds of it. So,
1: Just, just a very large, overweight Peter Parker. <laughs> well, you know. Not much for... I'd be a I, web walker, not web really. Wa- a yeah, I mean, web swinger. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, you're, the villains you fight might be less impressive, maybe. Um, right, like
1: know. cholesterol medication, <laughs> you know, low fat diet. I fight high diets. blood pressure. The new Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah,
0: I get it. I get it. So, Artie, how how are things in the big city? Hot,
1: just yeah. hot. I'm so happy for AC. Yeah,
0: yeah. Does your does how your, are things over in Michigan? It's it's also very hot and humid. Like. You know it's bad when you're like you're hearing that it's going to be 85 degrees and humid, and you're driving home. and It's like 92 degrees and humid. You're like, man, this is it's great. But I really have to say I can't complain about the heat. Uh, I've decided that this summer I'm not complaining about the heat because I'm, you know, it's so February is so dark and cold here that I'm never going to complain about heat again. The older I get, Maybe. the more I'm okay with heat. I have to tell you. So may, I may end up in in Arizona someday.
1: There you go. That's that's the primer. That's how it starts. First, you stop complaining about the heat. I know. Then then you look forward to the heat, and then next thing you know, you're at the early bird special. I know.
0: It's four thirty. It's, it's just ninety seven degrees and in zero humidity. Yeah, I'm there. I am there. Yeah. I can totally eight thirty.
1: You're ready for bed. You yeah. Know, that's
0: how it rolls. Listen, man. If it weren't for podcasts, <laughs> I would be asleep every night at eight thirty. My kids go to bed at about eight uh, eight fifteen. I'd be in bed. That's I, that's how the party rolls here. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> it's the alley meat experience.
0: That's right. The Alameda experience is really a lot more boring than it may sound. it's it, everything sounds good when you got a really good microphone. Just saying. But so I have I have a, a story I want to tell you. It's not a great story, but I today All your I, stories are great. Today I, I look up at my schedule. It's about four thirty, and I finish at five. I'm like, okay, I check checking see what's going on for tomorrow. You know, I knew I had I had uh, I'm seating some i'm putting some uh, implants uh, implant crowns in tomorrow and then i have to prep a, a bunch of front teeth and so i and this patient is a bit of a nightmare patient but i i had braced myself for it long story short uh the trick with patients like this he's an older guy he has um he has all the money in the world and so he can he can boss me around like i'm his bitch basically and and he does but, I, but, but the good news is, is like he has knowledge about certain things that I have been my my wife and I have been looking at campers, which is very midwestern. I know probably don't look at a lot of campers in Queens.
1: <laughs> no, no place to park it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, we we do have we have nothing but places to park campers. In any case, this guy knows a lot about RVs and campers. And literally, I was thinking about last weekend calling him because I am like, dude, I because there's... a like who knew? I, I didn't start looking at campers until recently. Uh, listeners, if you have any. Uh, suggestions about campers I'd love to hear them but uh, so I I have I have like my thing to go to with him for campers I'm going to ask him about RVs and ask him what features are important so like it's really good you know how when you have a nightmare patient if you have some ammo that you can kind of throw up to to disarm them before they can complain about stuff do you know what I'm talking about
1: oh yeah of course it's a very, very smart tactic. It is,
0: it is. If you can think about it ahead of time, this is actually, this is actually for real. The patients that you know are going to be a nightmare, if you can distract them with kindness, this is such a kiss-up thing, too. I used to do this in dental school to instructors. I'd get an instructor, and I'd, I'd make sure every instructor that, that came up to me, uh, I knew something about their life outside of dental school, and I would immediately ask, I would disarm them by asking about fly fishing. Oh, yeah. one, guy, one guy was really into computers and of course I had a laptop and no one else at that time, It's a long time ago, people didn't have laptops, I was the only person that I knew and I would always put my laptop right up on the, on the bench so he could see it, I, I was horrible I, I was the world's worst kiss up because dental school ground me into dust and so I, I just, it was self defense so basically I have this for this next patient but then I went ahead and looked at the schedule I got 7am uh, or 7am to 2pm straight through every single patient is a nightmare Like, usually you see the one patient on the thing, you go, ah, well, well, the good news is I got all easy crown preps besides that. No, every single patient is a nightmare, whether they're behavioral nightmares. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself now, I really wish I hadn't looked at it. Because like I'm I'm like looking to have a horrible car accident on the way home this afternoon something like that. Like anything to get out of this day. And and like the first three patients, I'm like, oh, I can't get any worse than this. And I looked at the last patient, I'm like, oh my God. And it's straight through to no lunch or anything. And I'm just like, oh. So my question to you, that's that's my story, and so I have that to look forward to. I probably won't sleep very well tonight. Um, what do you do? What do you do for patients that like everyone has nightmare patients? And I know a lot of people say, I just fire patients like that. But the story is I don't have any reason to fire these patients except that they are just tough management, whether it's behavioral or they can't open or they're just just don't like spending time with them. What? And I just happen to have all of those tomorrow. But what do you do? What do you do when you see that on your schedule? What's your what, what do you do?
1: Well, first, I cry inside. Yeah, then I slowly <laughs> I die. die a little bit. Yeah. This is why I try not to look at my schedule beforehand. Yeah, like I'll tell you when I won't look for uh, Saturday. I, so I work. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Fridays, and Saturdays. Yeah. So I can enjoy my weekend. I'll just let Monday morning come. In other words, I won't look at my schedule for Monday. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know it from anything. And just let it deal with it. Because then you're going to, like you said, you're hoping that you're going to get a car accident. You're going to have nightmares. Basically, you're going to sleep like a baby, right? Yeah, Meaning what, you're going to get what up in about the middle the, of the night, crying, yeah, screaming, and wetting yourself? Yeah,
0: totally, exactly. That's so true. So, uh, then the, but the question is, every once in a while, you have to kind of have something ready, like uh, God forbid, a wax up or something like that. Like the classic thing is the patient that I'm doing a, I'm I'm shucking a tooth on and prepping a bridge or something, and I want to have a temporary, so you got I got to do something ahead of time. <laughs> And the thing is, that, that is a great strategy unless there's something that you probably should have done ahead of time and then you're scrambling. That's that's the only, right, right. That's the only reason I can see looking at the schedule in advance. Maybe the trick is, is to know those patients and, like, set yourself an email reminder or something for that patient. I don't know. Yeah, I
1: usually have a set time that I try to get. But then, you know, you get those because you've had those days where you have the nightmare patients and then you also have the emergency nightmare patient yeah. that comes in. Yeah, and then man, that just gets that gets rough. But I do like your idea of the preemptive strike. Yeah, that is that is probably the best ground. defense.
0: Yeah, in in the one the one that I know is a bit like I've got a lot of stuff on that preemptive strike will work on him. I'll survive him. But uh, a couple of the other ones, I don't I don't have. Any, I just dislike the people so much. And <laughs> That's it's, rough. it's It's the one. It's the personality that that like you would. Uh, it's the personality—the person who they like. Your friends always dump this guy off on you at the party, and you're 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 the nice one that you can't just leave him. Oh, it's the worst, man! This is the guy who who literally wants to hold the suction himself, and like all the, all of a sudden, his own saliva becomes poison, and, and just sort of like, what is it with these people? I, and and I know it's a broken tooth, and all I'm saying is, God, I'm hoping like crazy it's a front tooth. Just be a front right. tooth for the love of God, be eight or nine. Oh my and god. And you
1: know it's going to be the distal at 15. Yeah, you bet. It's, it's going to, to be a second 16. molar for yeah. sure, it always is.
0: This, these are people who don't deserve second molars. These are people who right. I think I think first molars are almost excessive on these people. I don't know. I don't know how they <laughs> and the, the other thing yeah. is those people who who you think like, "Man, you know, they just barely can you can't even come near their mouth yet yet they're fat." You you know, right. you, know that, you know that stuff
1: is going in there on a very regular basis, right.
0: but it isn't isn't it didn't anything a dentist
1: is putting in there. Right, it's, it's not, just, not huh. like you know, it's not an unexplored you know, Wonderland. It's, it's stuff it's, has been there. Exactly. There's a lot of traffic going through there. I'm
0: telling you. I'm telling you. It's so. Yeah, I have. I have that tomorrow. And I Thursday is my last day of the week, so I have Friday through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, uh, and which is good. It'll it'll be good. But like surviving tomorrow is going to be tough. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is, is no one knows what day we're actually recording this, so I'm I'm not HIPAA violating or anything like that. But I'm just saying. Good. Uh, yeah. I, so I'll
1: let me release the date. Today is. Now.
0: <laughs> Yeah. If, if you hear this on Monday morning, you know that I survived it. Let's just say that you're still there if already. You
1: re- if you record oh. the next podcast. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm here. If you re- if you record the next podcast, we know you've survived it.
0: That's right. That's right. So I I don't, it is funny too. Cause like, why is it that I feel like I can't ditch those nightmare patients? Like the, the really smart people, they do, they just fire those patients. And yeah. I, so, I you know,
1: it's, it's funny you say that because I've been going through that where I'm I'm kind of liking that as a strategy. And I'm a really kind of easygoing guy. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll let patients really historically kind of
0: walk all over you. Because, you know,
1: yeah, we're a service industry. You don't always feel bad. And I say, you know, this is someone's daughter. This is someone's son kind of thing is how I was raised to believe. And then at the same time, I'm like, well.
0: Maybe it's Satan's daughter or something. You never know.
1: Right. Let let someone else see them. I'm sure they feel the same way. Goodbye. So I I have been in that kind of mode where I'm like, well, listen, this is how it's going to be. And, uh you know, maybe you're better off seeing someone else, but of course they want to see you because you're the famous Alan Mead. So, you know, deal with it.
0: How about, how about this one? How about the one where you, you send them the letter, you finally get the nerve up to send them the letter and they don't want to leave. Like every time they come into your office, they can't stop complaining about freaking everything. And they're just, everything you do is terrible and they don't want
1: to leave. What is that? Oh, no, never sent a letter. I'm too chicken. Too, oh,
0: really? So I, I have, I, I used to, we used to have what we called, we called it the turkey shoot. I think, Um, God, who was it that, uh, Woody Oaks talked about the turkey shoot. It was like an annual thing or maybe a biannual thing where the office would, they'd have an office meeting and each, each employee would get to pick one or two people to get rid of with, and it was, it was like a peremptory challenge, man. They just, they did not need cause. It was just like, I don't like this person. We want to get rid of them. And, and oh, that's awesome! It is really good, and and it's actually probably really good for for staff morale. I'm just too much of a wuss to do it now. I wish I would because they would pick good people to get rid of too. Seriously, oh, I'm sure. And the and the other thing is, is these people typically haven't hadn't been in for a while or anything, and so they it isn't like they were just in and then they got the letter. <laughs> they might not have right, been right. in for a while, and they still got the letter firing them, just like nope, you're we're done with you. It's,
1: they're like I haven't seen you since two thousand and eight, and you're like, yeah, well, you're yeah. gone, well, so guess that, you what? Know.
0: you're not seeing me again either i is, <laughs> and, and actually, I will say if for staff morale alone, probably the turkey shoot is worth its weight right there, and I haven't done it for a while and I don't know it just i it does it, first off I mean, it sounds like a luxury. I must have enough patience if I feel like I can do a turkey shoot, but but I mean those you know like it's it's this small percentage of patients that cause most of your nightmares, you know.
1: Oh, that oh, well, that's true. I mean, but that's with most things, but they're the ones that'll get you up at night. You know, give put your stomach in knots. You're right. Yeah. When you see them on the schedule. It's just not a. It's just not a good time. Although you feel a small sense of accomplishment that you've survived and you know lived uh, to practice another day.
0: Yeah, there is a funny thing when you get done with that day. It's it's it borders on a religious experience for kind of surviving it. I know right. that it's, it's like you, it's like the days and you're like, ah!
1: and I know that. <laughs> I know what's the that- equivalent of the dental mic drop you know you're like and
0: I'm <laughs> it out is, it is and I'm out yeah and my my uh assistant said well don't plan on going anywhere right at, right it too cuz we're probably going to go over and we really and I'm like you know she's right too oh. that's the other thing it's like I know that like what we have scheduled for this last patient is uh <laughs> It's a lot, and the amount of time that we have scheduled is a very short time. You're like, you know, we're going over, and he likes to talk too. That's the other
1: oh, one of those. Just slap the rubber dam on and be oh, like, "Listen, I'm telling you. all right." It's hard.
0: I, I mean, the rubber dam's a good trick, except when you're. I'm taking an impression for a partial, so rubber dam, <laughs> rubber dam's hard on that deal. But I would say, um, I and actually, I I think the rubber dam probably has a lot of good good uses that way. But I had a talker today. This is the worst, right? Like, like. Have you ever had the people that this this patient is old and very sick and frankly really enjoys coming to the office because it's like they get a chance to be out of the nursing home and stuff. <laughs> and and I mean I I you can't hate them for that, but uh they always they they want to talk. They want to talk to you. They want to like I will I'll I'll get out of the room finally. I'll pry myself out of the room and I'll literally go hide in my office and then the assistant comes and says, "You know, Mr. So and so really would like to talk to you again." And and, and a, at first they always they always ask for you to do something clinical. Could you check this spot? And then they want to tell you about the show they're watching on PBS and stuff. And uh, exactly. And and you feel horrible because it's like okay, the dude is in a nursing home. He's got brain cancer. He's you know he's uh, yeah. But but it's also like I'm s- sort of dying a little bit inside. And and I mean he's not a bad patient. He's not he's not hard to work on. He's not. But but it's also he's sort of needy. And I just sometimes I just don't have it to give, man.
1: I'll still take that over the nightmarish patient. You know, this patient always makes me kind of laugh. And, and it's always this patient during their cleaning. You're right. Their, their saliva becomes toxic. Yeah. But it'll be usually this little old lady. Right. And she's like, you oh, know, she wants to spit out. OK, so I bring her up and, you know, I'm sitting there looking at my assistant. We're rolling her eyes. And then all of a sudden into the cuspido you hear. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, how a 98 pound, you know, little four foot nothing woman is Making a noise that sounds like you know she's about to to rupture a spleen.
0: Yeah, she's bring she's emptying bring her up, emptying all of her sinuses into your into your, <laughs> the the. And I don't have a cuspidor, so it's worse than that. They bring it up and they spit it into your high your high volume, a big loogie into your high oh. volume, and and that oh, that happens goodness. so often as to be like I don't know if that's like a Saginaw move or what. It's it's disgusting. Like it's. You know,
1: <laughs> my, I thought this... you were going to tell me they spit on the floor. That's what I was waiting for. I thought you were no. going to say well, I don't have a cuspidor. No. Do you have a cuspidor? Do you have? Oh, sure. Do you oh, really? Yeah. Absolutely. Wow.
0: Do, yeah. you, do all your patients chew tobacco too and stuff like like, is uh, it, no, like Wild no. West?
1: Is that a Saginaw thing? No. Nobody really. I mean, it'd be great though, and if it would had a like a the tin cup effect, so go yeah. like, bing,
0: yeah, exactly. would be like awesome. a spittoon.
1: Well, I don't. I don't know. I never had
0: cuspidors, so I've never. I've never missed them. We did have them in dental school. Some of the chairs had them. And they were the ones that were like mounted on. They were actually mounted on a hose, right? So you could. It was a cuspidor. You could hold it. They could hold in their hand. But I'm. Right. I don't know. I. No. I don't. I, so are you are you pro cuspidor? Or are you just you just yes. tolerate? It?
1: Are you really? Oh yeah, no, yeah, I really am. I think it's it makes things easier. You know, especially because I'm a righty, so to so the patients left, I don't have to lo- watch them <laughs> talk a Loogie because that's just you just turn away, just turn just away. Nasty, you just turn right? away. Like, look, I can tolerate a lot of things, but just go right, ha- go, go right at it.
0: I sort of want you're to talking ask about the,
1: Mr. The... The cuspidor, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of patients that miss Cuspidors. Yeah. One of my favorite stories happened when I had a very uh, new assistant came in. She had just um, finished her training at one of the schools and she came in. And so, you know, like I said, I'm a righty. My Cuspidor is on the left. And traditionally, right, the assistant will then be on the left. Yeah. Patient got done. We did like a either a quadrant or something, so I had her like, block the patient. Yeah, so patient went to rinse and spit out into the cuspidor, not realizing they were numb. <laughs> First day of work, sprayed my assistant.
0: Oh, nice!
1: Yeah, it's because you didn't realize you just all of a sudden it was just like Niagara Falls coming out. My patient just looked like she was gonna die. It was horrible for her, but now I think it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I was like, well. You've been baptized. Welcome to dentistry. Yeah,
0: that's right. This is this is normal. This is everyday <laughs> right, stuff. Right, right. What is Welcome it about patients Tuesday. feeling like they have to empty their sinuses in your Why couldn't 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 you do that before you show up to the dental office? It's true. Maybe my
1: cuspidor is very inviting.
0: I don't know. I mean, maybe because you have one, it's sort of like here, spit in me.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the real
0: test is when people leave the room. Do they just sit there and hawk loogies into them anyhow? I wonder. Ooh, I, that, think you you need like, I think there's a hidden camera experiment in your office just waiting to happen. for the. Yeah, the I th-
1: it's like fly on the wall. They talk about your fly on the wall exactly. segment. You should watch that. Exactly. But I am expanding my office, right? So I am going to put another operatory, yeah. and that's going to have a cuspidor for sure. I, I, you
0: are so, like the, I don't, I've don't. i not really asked, but you're the only person I know that's been very highly pro-cuspidor. Interesting.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not that, you know. it's You I, don't use it not, yourself
0: just for the fun of You don't no. just show up and just, just spit into it just because you can.
1: I, I just like having it there. It just it just makes it gives the target um, patience, you know, a nice big target.
0: Exactly. Because I I can you just should, see. That you missing. ever paint? you ever paint like a? you ever paint like a like a bullseye? bullseye. That'd be awesome. No, that's a good idea, though. Or like or like those urinals. They have that little little insect to that you're gonna that. pee on. That that's
1: perfect. <laughs> that would be an awesome idea.
0: <laughs> so I have another I have another great story. Uh, so my my sister, um, her kids came in today. Um, uh, to have their teeth cleaned, and my sister was was in in um. She wanted me to look at look at her eye. She like had this little, it's this little tiny, it almost is like a little white head. She had a name for it too. Uh, I don't know how you say it. Uh, anyhow, it's it's just a little. It was almost like a little zit on her eyelid. It was tiny, and it, it was like a. So I was gonna say, okay, I'll just look at it on So I got her under the scope, and I, I actually recorded this, so maybe I'll have to put this up. Uh, the worst thing is, like, I just had my my assistant get me like a, a cotton pliers, and it was kind of a, I mean, it was sterilized, but it had like cement on it. Like, they obviously didn't do a great <laughs> job. It. So it's sort of gross in the video, but so like, and you okay I,
1: putting it in your sister's. In my sister's, <laughs> well, that it's was my okay. sister. Clearly, then, I mean, like, that's uh, my
0: sister. Well, she was really she was bummed. She didn't like the way that it looked, and and really and truly, it was tiny. But since of course I have the I have the um you know the microscope, so I had it literally her under her, and I started kind of manipulating it and realized, you know, I think I can get this. Well, meanwhile, you know, it took me like two minutes. I didn't number anything like that. And she didn't complain. I said, "Am I hurting you? Am I hurting you? you?" know. I got the thing under, and I I videotaped it. It was and I, it was like the most oddly satisfying thing I've ever done. I think it was like it was like a really tough surgical extraction, and I finally got it. I sort of cheered a little bit, and then I realized that I had been videotaping it, so now I felt that much better. Right? It was very that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. So I'm I'm now turning into a dermatologist uh, as well.
1: That's a great idea. You know, my my office manager yesterday. She had a sty in her eye for like two days prior. She took a scalpel, a 15 blade, and cut it Mm -hmm. in the bathroom (laughs) and just walked out there, stuff dripping all over her. Yeah, yeah. She looked like Rocky 15 minutes later. (laughs) You know, she's like, cut me, Mickey, cut me. And it was, oh, it was the creepy. And she's a big fan of like Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, well, that's I think that's what it is.
0: I think there's a fascination. My, my nephews asked me about it. They didn't, they didn't watch me. I had it. I showed the video to them and they were, they were cringing and cheering at the same time. So it's definitely, there's, there's something about the whole Dr. Pimple Popper thing.
1: Yeah. I think you just unleashed your inner Dr. Pimple Popper. I'm
0: serious, man. And the scopes are perfectly set up for that. You get the video. It's just, it's just hot. I'm telling you. It's like there's a, there's a a guy, uh, a microscope using dentist. uh, He's just, he's really good. He's got lots of different camera setups. He, he puts a lot of stuff up on the Dental Hacks Nation page. And there's nothing more satisfying than watching him do uh, wisdom teeth, like surgical extractions of wisdom teeth. From it is it is so satisfying, I swear. Because he does like start to finish too. He's really good at it. But like the angle is so clear and perfect. You're like,
1: yeah, put it there.
0: Put it. It's like the grace. It's kind of like extraction porn a little bit, right? But
1: it's it's, it's and it's a primal thing. You're not gonna release his name so people can, can uh, no i will i will, I will. i'll put it in page. the show
0: notes i i'm free it's it's jorge is his name i forget his last let me i'll google it here because he's it's really worth looking at he is he's a g- great clinician i've known him for a while he was um i met him at at uh, jorge francisco zapata
1: zapata yeah Oh, his stuff is crazy that's who i thought you were talking yeah well
0: oh, he's really he's really nice guy i met him i met him at uh at like the well, you know, it was it was at Dave's meeting. It was Dave Clark's uh, BioClear meeting back in like 2012. It was in Scottsdale. It's the funnest meeting I've ever been to. For one thing, there's nothing better than seeing Dave Clark and Dave or and John Cotomy yelling at each other across the room. About... Yeah, that's, that
1: that's a low energy meeting. Yeah, oh, oh my! And well, the best thing is
0: like every morning we would get up before lecture. We'd either go walking or running. It's the first time I ever actually talked to Dave for any period of time. He he had, he'd had an injured leg, so he was walking with me with the with the fat guy, and then everyone else was running. And then the next morning, and the next morning they get they rented bikes for all of us, and of course Kotomi, is could ride a bike right up the side of a, a of a building. I mean, he's like he's a he's an animal. But, but he was leading us all around these bike trails on in Scottsdale. It was a blast. It was like the it, you, you could it was barely like being at a dental meeting. It was and I really didn't know very much about microscopes at that point. I was still just kind of learning about BioClear. It was a great meeting, and they i think they're doing a meeting, the BioClear like summit is in October at the same place, at the same place in Scottsdale.
1: Yeah, it's in Scottsdale. I didn't—I didn't know if that's where they had it the first time, but yeah, it's going to be in October. Um, I think it's like six and seven. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm planning to on being yeah. there. I figure—I figure I'm going to try and just well, if I'm ever going to get caught me on a podcast, I figure I'll be able to awkwardly corner him in a room at some point with a microphone. I think that's the... catch
1: him at the end of a ride or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I agree. But uh, no, that that should be a great meeting too. But you're so you're a big BioClear guy too. You and I have talked about this a bunch. You're, you're sort oh, of oh yeah, a, sure. You you actually had uh, it did did you do it in Miami? You had an interior course in Miami.
1: Yeah, that was a fun oh, brother. I mean, the course was great. Getting there not quite so fun. Oh, it I sort, sort of remember that. The
0: travel was insane. That's what it was. Uh,
1: well, yeah. I mean, it, every the travel was beautiful. Great flight from New York. Everything was nice. I had a, you know some uh, some disgruntled vet not shut up. Fort Lauderdale airport I'm sure my travels would have been a heck of a lot easier but it was it was crazy there's nothing weirder than seeing your plane land on CNN oh wow that's right I remember I was was on JetBlue yeah so I I would that so this was my stupid idea so you you know I, I give some courses so my my thought was I am going to do warm weather locales in the winter yeah and then when the weather gets warmer I'll pretty much go anywhere but I said I didn't want to end up in like you know minnesota in january so they said well would you do this course in in south beach in january so i said south beach january let me think about it yes yes right so it was like duh so i used to go to university of miami for grad school oh really i didn't know that yeah yeah i thought i was going to be a researcher and then i did research and then decided i never want to be a researcher (laughs) i see i I, I have to to say that with
0: knowing you i'm picturing you in like a goomba outfit like 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 kind of wearing like um like shorts and a Hawaiian shirt and like wingtips with no socks. I'm sort of oh, picturing, yeah, yeah I, I could see yeah, that. Or anymore.
1: or a tank top. That, that was my <laughs> typical. Go, I just walked go. around like that. Yep. I mean, you know, Miami in the late night, mid to late 90s was a fun time. Um, but so so I said, okay, let's set up. And so it was, the course was for January, I think, 3rd. So I get on the plane the day before. My plan was to fly into Fort Lauderdale because I used to live in North Miami Beach. Sure. So I was going to visit a whole bunch of friends, rent a car. And go from North Miami Beach and drive, you know, whatever the the hour or so down to the hotel in South Beach. Yeah. So I left very early in the morning, and then my flight was supposed to land, and I would just take that time to leisurely catch up with a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a whole, you know, long while. So anyway, we're getting there, and all of a sudden we receive word that there's been an incident, and I'm flying with JetBlue, so you have all those TVs there. Sure. There's been an incident in Fort Lauderdale, and we're going to circle for a little while. I said, okay. So, of course, everybody turned to a news station. And then we all saw that there was a shooting in oh, Fort wow. Lauderdale Airport. You're oh, right. So, fun. we're sitting there, and they were like, okay. So, we circled, we circled, and they said, okay, they're going to let us land. And we're watching CNN, and I see my JetBlue flight landing in Fort Lauderdale Airport. <laughs> and I'm like, And you're oh, in this the plane? Great. And I'm in the plane and everybody's like, yo, that's us, that's us. Because, you know, we're a bunch of New Yorkers. So, of course, everybody's screaming like that. We land and we're like, all right, seems like they're going to let us free because we're we're watching all of this on TV. And they're showing the people being ushered off the tarmac because they cleared all the gates. They ushered people back. And then all of a sudden you see people start running and we're like, oh, this is old footage. They said, no, this is live. Apparently a truck backfired. Someone had thought there was another um, gate that had a shooting. Oh, my God. And that was it. Forget it. At the federal We had to wait for the federal marshals. So I was on the tarmac for six hours. But luckily, I was <sighs> in a plane with air conditioning. Yeah. People were stuck on that tarmac for six hours. They couldn't even use the bathroom. That is insane. So, so it wasn't so bad. So I had six hours on the. They finally let us out. We had to take this bus, and it was like, you know, the biggest mass of humanity waiting to take these buses. Sure. It took us to away. They took us to this part called Port of Everglades, which is where some of the ships went. Yeah. And so I finally made it only 12 hours later.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. So I got to South Beach at like 3 a.m. I had to do a course at 8 a.m. Oh my gosh. But the people, it was awesome. And then I decided, okay, Los Angeles, by the way, then two weeks later was going to be better, right? Yeah. And then they had all those flooding and raining and everything. And I was like, I am going to go to Minnesota. Yeah. (laughs) In the middle of winter, yeah. and screw all that.
0: It's really funny, <laughs> get too, because Minnesota, that's where I went to dental school. So Minnesota has this thing. I, I, Minnesota in January is wicked cold, but I have to say, having it's wicked cold here in Michigan, too. And the difference is it's sunny in Minnesota in, in the middle of winter, where here in Michigan, it's just cloudy all the time. So that, that's sort of the problem. And uh, <clears throat> Minnesota has sort of understands that it's cold, really cold. And so they've built the entire, like the whole Twin Cities has like uh, you know skyways between buildings or or they have the mall of america which is a giant indoor everything they figured it out man like you can you can actually minnesota is not that bad in the winter because they have so much stuff that you can do indoors it's
1: crazy well, it looks great i'm actually it's funny you should say that i am actually taking my kids because my daughter being nine year old nine years old sure and like super precocious she wants to go see mall of america because it's the biggest mall in the united states yep well, second biggest technically to King of Prussia, but you know it has the amusement park and yeah, everything. It does. It's so amazing. we're going next week, actually. It's so it's
0: it's pretty spectacular. It really is. It's pretty spectacular. I, I uh, so I'm
1: looking forward to it.
0: I I I went, I used to go there to go see movies. They have a giant movie theater. It's like a 14 screen theater on the on the top floor. And <laughs> I will tell you, not necessarily super proud of this, but they also used to have um, I forget the name of the place, but it was a it was essentially. It had Slurpee machines full of Slurpees and alcohol. And this was, before, this was back when I used to drink. So, the, so the, we, we would go with plenty of time for our movie to go to this daiquiri bar and, and tie a couple on, figuring that if we were there long enough to watch a movie, one of us would be okay to drive home. It's real problem. There you
1: moment. go. But, I thought you were going to tell me you were you were laying down under the machine, and then they just like. <laughs> well, it is. I have to tell in. you, they're like, like oh. you, they, they call
0: it a daiquiri bar, but you're like, you can call it what you want. It's it's slurpy machines. Yeah, they're slur- It is it is alcohol filled slurping machines. Nothing more than that. And uh, the Mall of America is. It's like literally they've got all these amazing restaurants and bars and a movie theater. It's all inside, so they have it figured out. There's no doubt about it. And I was there. God, last time I was in Minnesota, I was there. It is it is shockingly big. It's still. I, I would go there quite regularly to see movies, and I just – it is still is sort of a uh, – it's amazing that all of that is under one roof, you know. And the other thing is they have, like, a whole – like, now they have hotels surrounding it. They have – so, like, there's, like, an entire industry of getting you in one day, shop, shop, and then back out, like, because it's right next to the airport. It's it's quite the industry there for sure.
1: They, they hooked me. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to stay at the hotel, right, so you can walk right
0: into yep. the mall. yep, that's – Actually, oh, this, awesome. this is this great story. I have a patient who, uh, I, I am not, uh, I am, surgically, I am, uh, I'm stunted. Uh, I, I think dental implants are wonderful, but I'm, I'm a little bit, I just don't have the surgical experience. My best friend, who's actually been on this show a couple times, he's a really, he's a really accomplished surgeon. Dude will, he'll do, he'll pretty much do anything. It's crazy. And he does a lot of sedation stuff. So I, I actually flew a patient there last year uh, for a, a block raft. And so he did a block raft on my patient. My assistant came and this patient came and, and, uh, it was, it was really cool. I got a chance to, to hang out with, with Bart, but we also, I got to see him do surgery. He's really good at stuff, but that was the other deal, you know, that my assistant and, and the patient stayed at a hotel near the mall of America. So they were actually, able oh, to, right? so they stayed for the weekend too. And they, they, you know, they did stuff at the mall of America and everything. And I got to hang out with Bart, so it is. I I have a bit of a soft spot uh, for Minnesota because I I went to. Dental. It's it's probably similar to Miami for you. It's it's you know it's where I went to school and I, yeah, yep. I don't I don't have a ton of great memories from dental school with regard to actually dental school, but but I do like the Twin Cities and I have a lot of friends there. So that's
1: yeah, I, I love my dental school. I'm just glad I graduated. It was uh, <laughs> I almost
0: didn't. So <laughs> no, I get it, man. I totally get it. So I I do want to ask you something. Clinically, you and I had talked about this. Now, you you teach, you've taught in a lot of different situations. You've taught for BioClear, and one of the things you talk about, uh, I think, is you do a lot of uh, composite and bonding and minimally invasive uh, dentistry. And I guess my first question for I want to talk about minimally invasive dentistry, but w- what is minimally invasive? What no in like like how do you how do I know when a procedure is minimally invasive?
1: Yeah, right. I mean, it's 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 funny because it's such a non-defined. Totally. sort of catch-all term. Totally. I mean, for me, it's, it's the, the way I look at it is it regardless of the procedure or the undertaking that's going to be done, it's how little we can impact the patient in terms of their loss of tooth structure, yep. in terms of their uh, you know pain, minimizing pain. And, and for me, it's using the techniques and technology that we have available to sort of put the patient under least amount of duress, I guess, if you will, including their, their 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 structures, you know, minimizing the amount of enamel reduction. That's probably for me the way I see it. Because you talk about being uh, stunted surgically. I really, I used to do a ton of of surgical extractions, and then for some reason, it's like hitting puberty, but the wrong way. It's like I just never wanted to pull a tooth again. Yeah. But you, you know what I mean. So for me, it, it was always like I just want to to, to um, preserve as much two structures yeah. as I can yeah and 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 send it to someone who can do surgery the same way, in other words, the smallest kind of flap necessary for the best healing Yep. It's, basically it 's minimizing it 's like what is that low, low impact camping yeah yeah
0: exactly. you don't
1: leave a big old mess and, and leave a lot of um, iatrogenic damage as well
0: what 's frustrating is like i back when the uh, you know in two thousand and five I went to it was, it was San Diego. I brought my wife, and, and she brought a friend because I went to the World Congress of Minimally Invasive Dentistry. And uh,
1: I, I love those guys, by the way. Those guys, I'll tell you, are really – what I admired about them, I was there with a really short time. I met one guy who's had a, a still a very huge impact on my life in terms of just the way he, he, he just manages his patients, he, he's, his focus, his ability, his clinical acumen. His name is Bud Evans. He just retired. Okay. Uh, he was out near Spokane. I don't know if you may have run into him. He was president there for a while. He actually served as my mentor when I went for my diplomat okay. and fellowship status at the World Congress of Minimally Invasive Dentistry. Okay.
0: Okay. I, I have to tell you, I went to I went to one or two meetings. I went to I went to a meeting when Gordon Christensen was the was the the. That's the first time I met Howard Ferrand in person too. Actually, interesting. Um, but, uh, Gordon Christensen was the, was the like headliner speaker. He was in San Diego. That was back when I'd lost a bunch of weight too. It was great. Like I have photos of, it. I look all spelt and stuff, but
1: so we're, um, you put on the beach, you know, all out as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I
0: had the wingtips. It was good. Um, but uh, I, I remember, I remember that meeting, like, I was brand new to the concept. And, so, and what was funny is I found that there was not really a definition. I've come to realize it's all situational, right? Of course it is. Like, there's
1: no, like I said, there's no way to define it. It's kind of what you see. And I know people who say, uh, you know, minimally invasive. I drilled the teeth as minimally as I could to get this kind of aesthetic result. You know, and sometimes if you're going to make an anomaly, you have to break some eggs. Yep. But yep. That's a philosophy. Maybe not everyone's, but if there is no, you know, the hard definition, I think, of that.
0: I agree. I, okay, so for instance, uh, primary lesion, interproximal posterior, I, I use, I really, I prepare teeth much differently now than I used to for that. I think I have, I have the BioClear posteriors to thank for that because you, you can do some amazing stuff and you're, not, sure, you're not dropping these gigantic boxes into teeth, you know. So it's, it's really cool. You, you literally can just drop that slot and, and remove just, just what you want to remove and it's amazing. But a lot of, a lot of the time I'm replacing, uh, you know, you've got a, a filling, a, a filling right. you've been there a, since you, the seventies. How do you do minimally invasive when someone else just chopped the hell out of that tooth a hundred times? Ex-
1: exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's what, remove one less, uh, an ammo rod than you yeah. normally would have. I mean, it's, how are you, right. It's absolutely situational, I totally but agree. it's always still kind of that approach. In other words, I'll tell you where, where I see it the most and that's, or at least work, I think for me, it could have the biggest impact. My, or my, rather, my favorite expression of minimally invasive dentistry is combining ortho with something pre-prosthetically. Yep. You know, do you remember there was that term, it used to make me nuts, that they would say, this, um, this case is ortho via burr. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, that's uh, the- you know, <laughs> I,
0: gradu- I graduated from dental school in 1997, and that was still pretty hip then. And I have to admit, I think I chopped some teeth down to do uh, you know, instant ortho several times. Instant ortho. In, sure. In, in, in reality, I, I really probably, I, in retrospect, I probably wouldn't have done that again. I, you know, what's funny, I will say this. Okay, so like the fact that I've been using the BioClear system for a while, like there's a lot of cases that I I can do now. Like like there's nothing better than when when your your uh, orthodontist finishes and they're like, man, you know, I've got a space here that I, I can't really close. What do you think? And I'm like, bring it on. Because it's like it's like the best. Like you, sure. you, you barely have to touch that tooth, and it looks like it looks like a veneer. It's amazing, right? And and actually, I think I think one of the best uh, the best applications for minimally invasive techniques, BioClear in particular, is like finishing Invisalign. I mean, how minimally invasive does that get? Like those teeth right. are never affected at all, and they're in the right place, and they're gorgeous. I love that.
1: That's such a. I will tell you that is such a practice builder. I have so many orthodontists who will refer to my office. Just to simply close black triangles.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And so you're, you're you're absolutely right. And I think it's it is it's doing that is such a huge practice builder because really what are the other alternatives? IPR. I mean they've already probably
0: yeah. Know, uh, and those teeth look funny too. Out. Those teeth look funny yeah. if if you do if you do too much of that to and close them, bring their roots you know approximating too. It doesn't look right. You know it's you got to make no. sure the width you you have to respect the width of the teeth a little bit to make them look. It is a good point, you know, and I think uh, I think a lot of orthodontists maybe don't know how what cool things you can do with with a minimally invasive approach. Particularly, I gotta say, man, I'm giving a lot of love to Dave here. But that injection molding thing, you can do some amazing stuff without prepping teeth hardly at all. It's nuts.
1: Yeah, that's been a game changer. Uh, you know, as as we said on other podcasts and stuff, and you know, it, it has been absolutely a, a game changer for uh, for definitely my career. I mean, it, it really changed the way I practice. It changed a lot of, you know, gave me a lot of opportunities that really I otherwise wouldn't have had. So well, you I'm know, very, very grateful to it.
0: You said something a little earlier, too, about like, a, you know. I like say
1: it. a lot of things, Alan. Yeah, you I know. know it's no, true. Most of them don't make sense. But go on. <laughs> well, you were talking about, okay,
0: so you are talking about you used to do all kinds of surgery, and now you refer to people who can do things, you know, more minimally surgically.
1: I will say this. I
0: tend to, I've gotten in trouble a few times doing this. When I do extractions, I really, really, and there's a lot of surgeons that probably would smack me upside the head, but... I avoid uh, elevating a flap in, in if I can. Like I, I will. I'm the guy who I know there's a lot of surgeons who hate this. I flat top the tooth. Like I'll cut it off a millimeter above the gum line, and then I'll take that burr and I'll. If it's a molar, I'm going to section it into those three roots or two oh, roots yeah. or whatever. And I do that literally before I put another instrument on it. Right. So I'm literally taking these teeth out in pieces before I've ever like seen it. You know, I guess if the tooth is waving in the breeze, that's one thing. But I don't. I don't take whole molars out very much anymore. What's really cool about that is the healing is insanely good when you can do that. When you can just kind of wiggle them out one piece at a time like that. It doesn't always oh, yeah. work, but I think it's I think it's great. And I look at that, I go, okay, that's technically that's a minimally invasive technique, right? I mean, you're literally the tissue is. You're not even having to like throw a suture because the tissue is like un, unaffected kind of thing. Right.
1: I mean, and see, that's again, that's another good definition of it, and and that reduces healing time. You know, patient probably will have, and I have a really good surgeon who comes by our office who, who does a fantastic job. That's and I mean, cool. you know, patient healing times on these are, when using these kind of nice techniques, obviously. So for me, obviously, it's minimally invasive because even if it's not reducing tooth structure, it's inv- less invasive on the patient's sure. sort of immune, you know, immune response. Yeah. They're they're less inflamed. You know, less erythema, less, less you know, less likelihood of, of, of uh, any type of pus or something like that. or Less calling the next sequelae. day because you hurt them. Yeah, there's that, yep. too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I, I have to say, interestingly, too, there's like endo. There are literally endo can be done more minimally. If you look at a lot of the research, there, they're, you know, the the shapes that we used to be.
2: <laughs> I mean, oh, we, used, yeah. we used
0: to hog out the canals because that was the easiest way to get a percha down there. And now you're looking you, at you guys you know you don't,
1: like yeah. you don't like an eighty oh eight. you don't like an eighty oh eight taper come on exactly <laughs> at the apex
0: i actually just you know? i actually just fill it with with uh with like stuff from the hardware store you
1: know I just, you can cuz it's already clean you can put anything you want in
0: there i remember i took i took a course from kit weathers god i mean it was just to give it a date it was uh uh episode 1 star wars episode 1 with uh we're talking you know the the basically the the Qui-Gon Jinn, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah that one. Uh, that was in the theaters when I took uh, my first course from Kit Weathers. And he said, he was talking about endo-access. God, Kit, I'm sorry to be telling on you. It was a long time ago. I'm sure he doesn't think this way enough. So the best endo-access, you, kn- you know it's open wide enough when you could drop your keys in it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my. And, you know, the other thing is, is, like, everyone said that back then. You know what? You got you to be able to visualize everything, and that's that. And, of course, now endo-access if you're looking at any of the research, they're all like, Oh my God, no. I mean you got these guys like like uh Moxim and, and, uh, and, yeah. and stuff. The they're doing access? they're doing these little ninja access, you don't even know they've yeah. been in the tooth, you know. It's just insane. Yeah, the
1: trust access. It's it's insane what those guys are doing. I mean to me, those guys overseas are I mean, and and the things that like, you know, John Codemy are doing are yeah. It's it's like you look at it and see. This is another reason why I don't do a lot of endo. It's like <laughs> I, know, I, I I aspire can't do to that. it, and I have the microscopes, but I just don't have the skill set. Man, I really that's, don't. That's not me. No, I can't do that. Uh, I, you know, I, I know what I can do, and I know what I can't do, and I can't do. That.
0: It takes a certain <laughs> kind of person, and honestly, I feel like I feel like there might be some mental illness going on with that yeah, a little probably. bit. And I mean, I mean, probably. if that's what it takes, so be it. I want to refer to those people, but I don't want to be that person because I don't think I have it in me. But I exactly. I, I really, I really respect all that stuff. I do think that's what you and I have talked about that too. It's like what over the last you know eight ten years, this whole Eastern European thing is so fascinating. For if you're a scope user at all, you know that's where the that's where the hot stuff is. It's amazing some of the stuff you it, see there.
1: It's crazy, and I'll be I'll tell you, Al, You know, I, I've been doing quite a bit around the United States, and now hopefully starting this fall, I'll be doing a little bit more in uh, in Europe. Nice. So we ha- we have the. The ripe, the restorative implant practice yep. of excellence yep. course that's coming up at the end of September in Croatia, and um, you know I, I like that approach to dental teaching because you know what? It's funny. It, it's one of the first courses where, and I'm going to be presenting there uh, in the United States. Corey Glenn,
0: yeah, will yeah. also be
1: presenting there, and we, as a requirement to teach to to present there, we have to show forty percent failures. Nice. Because it's funny, I've always thought this was the funniest thing. And I mean, you know, you're, you are you know, I don't want to toot your own horn, Alan, but, but let me, you know, you're one of the sh- biggest figures in, in dentistry, right? And you're one of the more knowledgeable guys. And I'm going to tell you how I know, because sometimes when we did these podcasts and, and you and I have been, you know, this is probably like my sixth one that yeah, I've been involved yeah, in in yeah. some way, you know, you pull something out and I'm like, geez, how the hell does this guy know this stuff? You know, and I thought I was well read and you and you pull out stuff and it's like, Man, it's because it's,
0: it's, it's I have no social life. I spend way too much time yeah. online. That's what it always has been. It's a little. It's. I <laughs> no, mean, I honestly, it's. It's. And I have. I have a. Uh, I have a weird Cliff Claven like. Uh, I'm the guy. If you ever do bar <laughs> trivia, where you got the you got the machines and you got the trivia and all that stuff, uh, I you want the me on, you your want want your on your team? team. There because you go. I you I, I have this team. incredible recall for for stupid facts. As a matter of fact, like I could probably answer immunology questions from back in dental school where I literally have not like thought of it but it's there it's weird and I and I tried hard with drugs and alcohol to get that stuff out of there and it still seems to be well, there it, sometimes too. It,
1: won't, it won't come out it's like that know, thing man. that just won't come out
0: that so I'm lucky that way but it's it's not it's not anything that it's not anything that I've earned it's I'm just it's genetic I'm lucky to have that but uh, I I don't even think I'm well read I just I've just been on dental town and Facebook a lot over the years I think that's what it comes down to
1: no, no, give yourself some credit. I mean, and and you, you know, it's also funny. I, I didn't want to throw this in there because I know she's going to be listening. This is this is how funny. You you don't think you're known in, until this. I was uh, sitting at a board meeting, so I'm on the one of the boards for the New York State Academy of General Dentistry. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so they give us a board packet, and it used to be paper, but now you know they can yeah, uh, send it to you. Sure. Yeah, so I'm sitting there on my phone, and half the time, you know, I'm playing video games, <laughs> listening to the meeting, and the other half, I'm looking at the packet. Well, I'm sitting next to, next to one of my, um, uh, she's a chairman of New Dentist. I'll throw her name out because I guarantee you, if she knows I'm on your show, she's going to be listening because she listens to every single one. Her name is Dr. Cardi Appleton. She practices in the city. Nice. And and she's chairman of New Dentists. I'm going to tell you why, because. You know, I thought I was a nerd about meeting like all these dental guys. Like when I met you, I was like, I can't believe I just met Alan Mead in person.
0: That's hilarious. That's what but I felt too.
1: When you met, when you what, when you look at yourself in the mirror. when no, like, I, I met can't when I met Alan you at Cosmin, I'm like, oh my god, that's Artie. Yeah, I was taking a class, <laughs> and, and you like, oh, showed up. God, yeah. That's <laughs> and so he's much you know, more handsome there. in person. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's horrible. And so I was sitting there, right? And she, she's next to me. And I have my phone up. Right. Because now, now I'm doing the nod where I'm listening to people and I'm kind of taking my glasses off and yep. going, uh huh. Yep. And so I'm a moderator on Dental Hacks Nation, one of the greatest Facebook pages in yeah. the planet.
0: So proud, right? Soon
1: for world domination. <laughs> and so what happens is that, the, you know, we have our messages. And so it's had like, there was like a little thing that went off where it was said, Alan Mead dot dot dot. And you said something. Probably with a lot of profanity. It was probably, and then Jason, it was probably
0: brilliant, I'm guessing, yeah.
1: It, it was spectacular, and then Jason lip Jason Lipscomb comes up as his name, ba ba ba. Uh-huh. And then she's sitting there looking at me. and she goes, "Oh my gosh, did he just message you? Is that Alan Mead from? The, is that Jason? That's that the two of them? And she's looking at me, and her eyes were like so big. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And she goes, "Oh my gosh, you talk to them? She goes, "I know, I saw you on the pod, I heard you on the podcast. But she goes, "Oh my gosh, you know them? And I'm like, "Well, you don't really know them because they're such big celebrities. Oh yeah. But, oh you yeah. Know. <laughs>
0: So God, what, what's hilarious about that is, is, uh, first, I don't believe you. Secondly, I, uh, no,
1: I'm dead honest truth. It's, and it's, I promise you, she's going to listen and she's going to go Artie, I can't believe you said okay, that. But so I here's said, the deal. This is, so you're talking that. to
0: a guy who's never been to New York city and I'm, fr- I, I desperately want to go. I desperately want to oh. go, but I'm also very frightened of New York city. Like I am, I couldn't be any more Midwestern. I live on a horse farm, dude. Like, like, yeah, but but I,
1: what, what are you worried about in New York? New Yorkers, by the way, are some of the nicest people. I'm also going to say this too. Guys from Philly, they may throw uh, snowballs at Santa. Yeah. Right? As they did in that, in, uh, you know, in the for the, uh, Phil, not Phillies, the um, Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. They threw. But guys like, I heard like Matt, Matt Costa, is a good friend of mine. Sure. One of the nicest guys, one of my buddies from Philly, they have a bad rep. Yeah. Same thing with New Yorkers, just so you know. I say New Yorkers are probably the nicest. We may be a little bit short. Sure. In terms of temper. I think we're the most helpful, friendly, nicest people. And I put us up against anyone because we're not phony. You're never going to see it yeah. like a New Yorker being accused of being fake. I, what are you scared of? Now I have to know. It,
0: first off, okay, so, like, I, I grew up in the Midwest, right? So, like, I, I assume that, uh, that, that there's criminals around every corner uh, and that I'm going to get mugged basically getting out of any building anywhere. And um, – and plus, it's it's like very confusing because it's so big and so many. Like, I, if if you told me where to go to some place, I wouldn't know how to go. I wouldn't know how to use the subway. So it's just like it's like the it's like the big city intimidation, mind you. I get around Chicago just
1: fine. So I think Chicago, oh, Chicago is far scary. You got to be kidding. Really? So you, Chicago is scary oh, yeah. than New York City? How about that? Well, I wouldn't of? say scared. But you know what I mean? I, like, let's put it this way: when you cross those rivers, like what is it, LaSalle? You know, with those sure. bridges. Sure. Man, how many panhandlers I look there, and I go, oh man, gosh. I would take almost any block. In New York, over Chicago, and in some parts of Philly ain't smelling like roses either. But New York is pretty safe.
0: That's good to know. I'm surprised. Plus, so the other surprised. thing is the, right. the food scene. Oh my God! I definitely in New York. Oh yeah, tell or in
1: Chicago. Say. Chicago too. Chicago. Mean, Chicago's, Chicago's I is
0: good. New York is New York is epic, uh, and I've I've never been. You know, there's a million places right. I'd like to go. So I gotta oh, I the, gotta find a way to get over there and, and make sure I can so go with pe- people that office. can show me. Yeah, there you go. No, no.
1: When I open my when I open my expansion, you're coming. Okay. You have to come. Okay. Oh, you have to come. How well, can well, you not miss New York? You've been all over the world, pretty much.
0: Yeah, no, I've been. I've, you've been, been over, I've been all over. I've been not that many places to be honest, but um, my voice has been to a lot of places. I have not. Um, it,
1: it, it is true. And by the way, I told you everyone who who hears your podcast. So, like I said, I always played or like I'll hear. Maybe my mom, although she wasn't too happy when we did the composite porn yeah. episode, and I was like, <laughs> "Why did he have like, to name it that?" She's like, yeah. "Why did you have to say that?" Why they can't say? And you know, because my mom has that heavy Polish accent, yeah. kind of, and yeah. I'm like. All right, Ma, relax. No, it's a compliment. She goes, I don't like it. It's, I'm like, okay, Ma. But she goes, but his voice is so nice. Why did he have to put the name porn in it? And I'm like, I It's, it's in quotes. It's in quotes. Right? Yeah. No, Ma, it's a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. I was never <laughs> naked, Mom. Never.
0: Right. <laughs> All right, Artie, you know what? We've been going for a while. we got to cut this short. We'll have to do this again.
1: Definitely. But you know when we're going to shoot the next one?
0: In your office in New York in City. In my office. That Absolutely. sounds really good.
1: Or we're going to shoot it at, at some restaurant. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. You Oh, you have to come. All right. So now sounds, I, this is an invitation okay, good. for you to come by New York. I will take you around and, and we can record. I mean, this will really be awesome.
0: All right, everyone. This is Dr. Artie Volker. Thank you so much for joining me and we'll have you on again very soon.
1: Alan, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Nate.
0: All right. If you like this episode or any of the other episodes drop me a line alan at the alan meat experience go to itunes give me a review give me a rating give me all that stuff we're still new trying to get the word out and thank you very much for listening